Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 30th, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 13. Here's what it says, beginning in verse 1, Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Well, do what is right and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants, sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants, sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Boy, this is a challenging passage, right? Because when we hear the idea that we should submit to government, to the authority that is over us, our tendency is to point out the hypocrisy, the corruption, the evil of government. But what's interesting is Paul writes this during the Roman Empire, which was also evil, corrupt, immoral. In fact, in this very moment, persecuting Christians. And yet Paul says, we've got to submit to them. I think it's primarily because Paul understands that our primary purpose and mission on planet earth is not to win political battles, but to win hearts to Jesus. And the truth is when we submit to authority, when we're willing to be led, then our life becomes a powerful witness to those authority. Now, at the same time, if the government asks us to do something that the Bible says not to do, then we've got to obey God's law above man's law. And sometimes that's an issue. Also, when the government is unjust, I love what Dr. King did. We have a responsibility to peacefully protest an unjust government hoping to create change, especially in a republic where the power rests in the hands of the governed. So that's a little unique for us. That wasn't true for Paul. And so we have a responsibility to stand up for what is good and right and just, but to do it in a way that is honorable. Now, look what he says next. This is one of the worst verses in the Bible. Chapter 13, verse 6, pay your taxes. <laughs> Man, don't you wish that verse wasn't in the Bible? <laughs> but Paul says we have a responsibility to pay our taxes. And then he tells us why. For government workers need to be paid. You know, the truth is, none of us like to pay taxes. But all of us love the benefits that we experience from government, right? We, we all love to have the fire department show up when our house is on fire. We all love the ambulance to show up when we have an emergency. So many things about American culture 
is provided by government, which is a tremendous blessing and convenience for all of us. And Paul says, listen, you can't expect all of these goods and services if you're not paying your taxes. So pay your taxes because you're getting to take advantage of what the government provides you. And the same thing is true today. Then he says, verse 7, give to everyone what you owe them. In other words, we've got to be very careful about ever having a debt that we don't pay, right? So I want to make sure that I'm good to my word. Again, why is Paul getting into this practical stuff? Because it determines whether or not there is power in our witness and whether we have the moral authority as the children of God to invite people to live a life of holiness and a life of freedom and a life that is different than the way most of the people in culture are living. Well, you can't make those claims and can't invite people to live that way if we're not going first, if we're not doing that ourselves. We have to lead by example, just like Jesus did. Then beginning in verse 9, he says, For the commandments say, you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of God's law. So why does God have a law? Well, remember, to restrain sin and to point us to Jesus. And sin is simply a violation of that law, or sin is a violation of love. So when we break God's law, we're also failing to love our neighbor. And that's our primary responsibility. You know, Jesus said the first commandment was to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor. And here Paul says exactly what Jesus said, that if we love God and love our neighbor, that basically takes care of the law. All of the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Verse 12, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. And then watch what he says in verse 14. Instead, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus. What is the Christian life? It's living in the presence of God. What is the key to freedom? It's living in the presence of Jesus. He goes on to say, don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. So I've got to control my mind. In fact, remember in Romans chapter 8, Paul says we've got to be careful that our mind isn't set on what the flesh desires, not set on my lust. My mind needs to be set on what the Spirit desires. My mind needs to be set on what pleases God, what builds His kingdom, what glorifies Him. And the truth is what blesses Him blesses me. And so much good stuff in this chapter. So let's pray through some of this. Father, God, I pray that you would give us wisdom to know how to love our culture and to live under the authority of our government. God, we want to honor government. We want to honor all of our leaders on a national level, all the way down to the local level. God, we want to be respectful and honoring of the authority that you've put in our lives. And God, we pray that in a republic, 
that you would help us to know when we need to stand up and make sure our voice is heard. When we see injustice or anything that violates the law of love in government, help us to know how to do that. God, even when it comes to taxes, Lord, help us to be grateful that we live in a country that gives us so much, where we have so many conveniences and services that our taxes pay for. And it's so easy to just complain about taxes. And and we shouldn't be spending money wastefully as a government. I get all that. But at the same time, the balance is we have to be careful that we don't expect everything for nothing. And certainly, firefighters and police officers and first responders and and all the different people that work in our government and serve us, they deserve to be paid so they can take care of their families the same way we take care of our families. God, help us to be true to our word, that when we make a promise, when we enter into a contract, when we take on debt, that we pay our debt and never do anything that would compromise our witness. God, I pray that you would help us to know that if we love one another, then we will keep the law. So Lord, fill us with your love. Produce your love. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. Produce your love in us for all people. And God, help us to live holy lives. Help us to guard our minds. Lord, we want to turn away from sin and darkness and learn and live in freedom and holiness But God, part of that is we've got to make sure we're setting our mind on what the Spirit desires. We want our mind to delight in delighting you, to stay focused on what you're doing, what you're saying, to live in the presence of Jesus. God, help us all to grow in our capacity to do that. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.